Yeah, and yes, it is September 11th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I'm joined by Ms. Jackie Turner. Hello. And Mr. Rob Newmeyer. What up? What happened to Justin? Justy sicky. He's sick. We hope he feels better soon and doesn't give it to us, more importantly. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he texted us earlier today. and About an hour before we were going to get together. Uh-huh, yeah. And he said something just caught him immediately, and he, he just felt lightheaded and Cooties. sweaty. and yeah. Yes. Too so. much destiny anticipation for one man. <laughs> I think so. His adrenaline wore off, and now the sickness is set in. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's just like a... 24-hour bug or something. Yes, we love you, Justin. Get better soon. Feel better. Yeah, man. Seriously. For real. For real. For real. So, welcome to Talking Games Podcast. We got some stuff for you this week to tell you about the games we played. Uh, we talk about those Nintendo DS XL bundle announcements. Huzzah. We read some emails and responses to your questions from the questions that we asked you guys last week. But first, Rob. Uh-huh. How you doing? No, doing good. It's doing been good. A, a crazy, crazy week. Uh, lots of work. I had to cater a couple of dinners. Really? Yeah. What'd you make? Uh, one family wanted a like a steakhouse feel, so they just wanted it simple. Uh, so I just went steak, uh, roasted potatoes with a rosemary, and uh, fresh cream spinach, and uh, broccoli au gratin. Where were you when you were making these? At someone's house. Why weren't you at my what are you, house? Are you renting yourself out now to yeah. cook? Are you serious? Are you really? <laughs> I do, yeah. Can, no I, can I rent you? Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm renting Rob for the night, definitely. Yeah. Why is this the first that I'm hearing about this? I've been doing it for a bit. That is pretty awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who, well, many of you that have not sampled Rob's uh, food wares. That would include me. You've never really. Uh huh. Oh my god. I know. I feel a little left out. It's life altering. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I could have really sworn cool, you man. were there pulled pork night. No, I guess. Oh, I've been wasn't. there for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So or I used to be. You need to come <laughs> around. And, yeah. You need to come around and alter my life with your cooking, please. We'll do it. We'll have something one night. That's fantastic. Very. Mm-hmm. Con- that's con- awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. And I want to know something. Yeah. One of us is sitting here this <laughs> this evening that it looks like you got. Throwing be- down the fuck yeah. up. Jackie, why do you have bruises all over your arms? What, why well, is that? I decided, not content with playing video games, I, this weekend, got my Lara Croft on, and I went and climbed some trees. There's a great adventure park out on Long Island here, and it's basically, you know, swinging through trees and zip lining, and um, <laughs> I got a little way into the course. I finished the 40-foot tightrope and did that part. And then started to feel like I might be having a panic attack. And realized the only way that this was going to end would be to get through this course as quickly as physically possible. Which adrenaline will get you a long way. And apparently it will get you swinging through trees and grappling, you know, through cargo nets and swinging on logs. Grabbing and on logs. Yeah, it was crazy. Now, Absolutely crazy. How long does the course take? Well, I'd say like if I wasn't panicking about an hour. Uh-huh. I managed to knock it out in about 35 minutes. <laughs> and your feet don't touch the ground until they the end. They do not touch the ground. You are okay, harnessed. Okay, so you're, in, you're yes. in the trees walking yep. over stuff. Yep. Okay. and you're like 35 feet in the air. And what they don't tell you when you start the course is when you get to the end of the course, you're on a platform up a tree about 35 feet up. Nice. 
and you look out and there's a, a, a basically a big winch with some rope hanging out of it and the idea is you harness yourself into this and you jump at which point I started crying <laughs> <laughs> and I thought well the only thing that's going to happen at this point if, if I cry and I have to get the staff members to come help me out they're going to attach me to a winch and I'm going to have to jump Lara there's Croft really cries too yeah all so. that, exactly she's a little softer in these latest incarnations softer so, yeah you know like a little more human she's younger yeah but a little more human so I'm going with the human side of Lara Croft that kind of starts crying halfway up a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but I sucked it up and I harnessed myself in that sucker and I, I jumped 35 feet out. And luckily, the fact that I'm sitting here is a testament to the fact the safety harness does work. It did catch me. But I definitely recommend it. If you ever want to feel like you're a character in a video game uh-huh. in real life, go do this. I, like, I especially like the part where you omitted the fact that you... Uh, begged your better half to go first <laughs> yeah. to make to just in case he died <laughs> i figure if he jumps off and dies i know it's not safe <laughs> and if he doesn't Those... he might be able to catch me if it fails so uh-huh. and then he was planning on pushing you <laughs> he did first. admit that afterwards that when he finally finished that last obstacle and he was behind me and he saw me panicking it did flash across his head if i just push her off this will be over a lot quicker <laughs> Luckily, he did not push me off the platform, which is why we are still together today. <laughs> oh, if someone ever did that to me, yeah. Well, first off, you would never yeah. catch me thirty-five feet up in a tree, <laughs> you know, totally on a it. harness. I'm totally doing but it. if someone ever pushed me without <laughs> my knowledge, yes. yeah. While I, mean, I was trying to work it out in my head, I would destroy them. Yeah, I mean that's like throwing somebody into water that can't swim. Uh-huh. Exactly, you can't fly. If yeah, yeah, it was it was terrifying. And honestly, if he pushed me into the pool, that would be grounds for divorce. Not that we're actually married, but technically grounds for divorce. But pushing me thirty five feet off a tree, I mean that's like that's justifiable homicide in my head. <laughs> but it's definitely worth like I said, if you ever want to feel like you're actually in a video game, go mm-hmm. do this. You'll be amazed at how much you're capable of when the alternative is a 35 foot drop uh-huh. you'll be amazed what you can do and where yeah. was this again just it's in case in, it's in, in wyandanch long island it's called the long island adventure park there you go and i think Crazy. they have other places as well but definitely like you know if you have the opportunity it's, it's yeah. zip lining and climbing and swinging on ropes and that's so it's cool. awesome yeah i'm yeah. totally down for that my uh my girlfriend's gonna be coming down in october i'm gonna see if maybe we can schedule a day that oh, we can yeah. go and do mm-hmm. that she would love that it is good fun how but, was yeah. how was the trip to canada canada was wonderful uh we started the trip by going to fanax so by by the way guys we will get to video game talk i'm actually <laughs> leading into it i swear uh i went to to canada to visit my girlfriend and we stopped off in toronto to go to fan expo and I met up with Stephanie Cook there. I met up with uh-huh. our contributor, Nikki. Uh, cool. She is uh, at I am Asian Batgirl on Twitter, and she's fantastic. And I uh, got to talk to Jim Zub and see a whole bunch of video games that there were entirely too many people waiting in line to play that I like. I saw Evolve, and I just, you know, there was no way. Um, see, okay, here, here's a question for you. Because yeah. you're obviously going to say no, but okay. at events like that, when you see a game that yeah you might buy when it comes out Mm -hmm. i don't know i i just could never wait on a line to play a game i knowing knowing that you can only play it for like five five minutes ten minutes maybe right 
I don't know. I just I can't I can't do it. I've never done it. The first year that we went as Talking Comics to uh, NYCC, like Bobby and I on Thursday, we got on the floor early and Sony like walked us around and we played the the PlayStation All Stars was about to come out and mm-hmm. you know they wanted to get people on it and there was um that Marvel game that used the Connect uh, yeah, oh, that yeah, was coming yeah, yeah. out and so they were demoing us a bunch of stuff. But there was nobody around. Like, you could walk to any station. You know, if we were to go to PAX at some point, um, I honestly don't know what my kind of coverage would be there. I don't have the patience to to wait in those types of lines. Like, I know Justice, uh, Justice, Justin. <laughs> That's his new name. Yeah, Justice Justin <laughs> is, a, is a pro at it. And, you know, he goes with his friends and they're, you know, but I... I don't know. Like when I went to Fan Expo, it was the first time I've been to an event like that, to a con where I wasn't press. Uh-huh. I was just a dude, and I I don't do well online. No, me neither. So we'll see. I'd be curious to to see if my attitude changes, or if and when we go, that there's just there's something that's there that I want to play so bad that I'm willing to wait. But we'll see. I don't know. Um, but. The reason that uh, Bring Up Canada is that uh, I got to do something that I didn't expect while I was out there. Uh, we ended up going out to Guelph and visiting with our friends Jill and Pete. Uh-huh. And Pete has a friend, and he actually has a team. He um, he works with like gaming dev kits and stuff like that. So we, we get in the house, and we're eating ribs, and we're doing whatever. And he's like, oh, by the way, dude, he's like, I have the Oculus Rift upstairs if you want to you know check it out uh uh-huh. and i've never been in a situation where i could get my hands on one but like yeah yeah i want to try it which model was it was it dev kit 2 or not the new one okay it's so not it's the, the new one. one okay yeah they've had it for a while okay um he and his friends have actually been working with the software and the materials that they gave you with the dev kit and they built their own game that they've called the trip okay and um it's, I'll tell you what their game was really quick is a um, almost like a interactive fun house, if you will. Like there was no controls or anything. You just used the look features. And basically, if you saw something odd and you focused your attention on it, the game would then, you know, the room would change. The the hallway would would kind of not drop away, but like drop away into the distance, like all of a sudden be moving away from you and it'd be super long. Um, there was another part where I walked around a corner and like a ghost face came down the hallway and like flew through me. <laughs> um, just like all sorts of like weird stuff. Like all of a sudden the house just broke apart into several pieces and I was like bobbing up and down inside of a lake and there were, you know, three sons and there was like a full like music and a choir and apparently the sound guy that they use. It's only three dudes. Um, uh-huh. The sound guy on his team is really good. And um, that was the thing that I was impressed with the most. I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but um, the two things that I checked out on the Oculus, the sound quality on the headset and just on everything. I had on headphones. Yeah. But whoever programmed in the music did a really, really good job. That is definitely one of the the things that people compliment the most is the sound design in, in a lot of these demos and yeah. uh games and stuff are absolutely amazing well you figure it has to be good because you're the whole idea is full immersion exactly right so you're going to want to have really good sound to go along with the visuals and, and the gameplay and whatnot but um so i checked out his game and it only lasted a couple of minutes it was a demo they're working on it mm-hmm. you know it was like a rough cut or whatever 
Um, but very cool and and surprised because I didn't know that he did that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, I find out that my friend is you know building games for the Oculus with his friends, and I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. Like you know, I didn't know that. He's like, well, now you do. Uh, the other thing that he showed me uh, was a kind of like a sit down and go through um, like a space tutorial uh-huh. called uh, Titans of Space. Yeah, that that I've seen plenty of stuff from. Right, Jackie. Have you yeah. cookies in <laughs> cookies in the mouth and playing on her phone? I was trying to finish that last mouthful before you called on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Bobby to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Bobby is gonna be furious. Do you know what the Oculus Rift is? Yes, you we do. talked about it on our very first one. I think. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm just trying to bring you into the fold. Yes. No, you it's know, the, the take you away from your, your cookies. <laughs> Are they good? Don't tell me they're really good. They're Excellent. Really good I have cookies. One? Absolutely. All right. I made them at work. That's that's right my now. job. I make What's cookies. Happening? so okay so titans in space is you you're inside of a ship and you're going through the galaxy through the solar system Mm -hmm. and the you're like it's a tutorial you stop at every planet you stop at all the moons and and you know the rings and saturn and stuff like that like you get to see the moons inside of the rings of saturn and you just you fly but the thing is is that when you're wearing the oculus you can look anywhere. So if something, if a planet orbits and passes behind you, you can literally turn around in your chair and you'll see it. That's pretty cool. Going, you know, over it your shoulder. It gives you a much more realistic um, mm-hmm. human movement right. aspect to it. Yeah, and they throw up little pop-ups with facts about... The facts were really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I only we learn about our planets. We don't really hear too much about stars or, you know, how they're formed and like crap like that. So, or the moons, uh, rather like Europa, and there was there was a couple of really like nasty looking planets, mm-hmm. and I would never want to go there. Yeah, hell no, right? <laughs> so, again, the music, music was like you know full orchestral, just crazy, crazy like immersive sounds and, and beautiful, like two thousand one Space Odyssey type stuff. And, you know, you learn a couple of facts as you go through this thing and it has a percentage, like a, like a chapter percentage, and you make your way through the solar system and you learn about the planets and stuff like that. And that's when it dawned on me that like, I didn't get to play anything that like all I did was press A for the Titans in space. But I don't necessarily know how much I believe in the Oculus as a gaming platform. Um after having gone through Titans in Space, it seems like an interface that would be absolutely like revolutionary for educational purposes, like piping you in like a live feed to a classroom. You know, you want to learn a foreign language from somebody who's from France and you're, you know, you log in, you pay your fee or you want to go to college. You get accepted to a college somewhere over in you know the country, but you can stay here. And you can just be in the classroom and and do your your stuff that way. I mean, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there are going to be amazing games that come from it. Um, I don't know if they're going to be few and far between. Again, there's going to have to be a user base before anyone decides whether they want to develop and put you know full time and money into right. something like that because game development isn't cheap. And it takes a long time. Yeah. So I think with all these little tech demos and stuff like that, you're going to see tons of cool stuff 
but will we ever get to the point where there's like triple A huge games that that you're going to yeah. be able to play? And I guess maybe that's the point of these kind of demos, right? Is to get investors uh, interested and get them thinking that there is a market for this kind of stuff. Exactly. Because, right. like you said, you, you know, you're not going to invest in something where you don't have a good idea what the end outcome is going to be. It's not a wise mm-hmm. investment. So you've got to kind of give these big investors a reason to want to do this. Right. Well, here's here's the thing. Like, I talk about the sound a lot, and, like, just being inside of the system was very unique and, and very cool. Like, I would love to watch a 3D film inside of, a, of an Oculus with headphones on. That would be incredible. Uh-huh. Um, but there was... A, have you ever tried one? Yes, I have. Oh, you have? But... Literally, it was within the first two weeks of the kits being sent out. Okay, and it was <laughs> the roller coaster. So, oh, you actually? Oh, see, I'm jealous. I would have loved to have done that. I mean, that was, I think, probably the first thing to come from it. So, yeah. or one of at least. Um, oh, I should have. Now they have roller coasters where you could actually go on a rear roller coaster. And put an Oculus on with a controller in your hand, <laughs> and you're really going on the roller coaster. What? But That's what hysterical. you see is you riding like a flying chariot. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, totally. That's hysterical. That's yeah, fantastic. So, so it's like enhancing real life. How the hell do they let you... How, who the hell waits oh, it, on a after, woman a great adventure with an Oculus on their head? No, it's, Me. it's <laughs> after hour stuff, okay. you know. But but still, if there's stuff slip, like slip that the going guy on, Finn and and walk in. Mm. Yeah, you could you could uh, YouTube that. There there's videos. Oh, I've seen it. Mm. I saw I saw the guy who like pitched forward in his chair and went through the television. Oh, it's crazy. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> but here's the thing, it was a little nerve wracking to get into it. Like my friend Pete was giving me all these instructions and these rules. He's like, listen, when you sit down in the chair, he goes, I want you to sit back. And keep your shoulders square with, you know, the backrest of the chair. He goes, when you look around, you know, swivel in the chair to look around. And you can move your neck, but don't move your shoulders. Mm-hmm. If you move your shoulders, you can get... I forget what the, the term for it was. He Desync? Something like... Yeah. It was a... Like, after you take off the headset, you just get, like, violently dizzy and ill. Oh, like that. Okay. Like now I know what you're like saying. Yeah. screwed for... You said sometimes I thought you meant like it was going to be, like, running man and your head blows off if you try <laughs> and remove it. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's, like... like he's he like He put it on my head and he goes, okay, he goes, like, shut your eyes and don't open them until I, until I tell you to open them. I'm like, what is going on here? And, I, you know, I was fine. I was fine. It was a little disorienting at first. Like, my, my heart was going and, like, I had, like, you know, a little bit of, like, trouble... But once I got under control, it was fine. And even taking it off, it, it wasn't so bad. But um, yeah, I, I, it was cool. But like the graphics of what I saw, and I, I don't know, like there could be other things that were done with this thing, and I just I didn't see much from it. But I would like to know if maybe they have games that are like of a higher quality. Do they? Do you know? Yeah, they do. They do. Sure. Okay. So I think we had this discussion last week or a couple of weeks ago about the fact that the more realistic the graphics are, the more it kind of tricks your brain right. into that well, sense of it. So if you know you can't put an on, you can't put on an Oculus and play Mario. It's going to do nothing for you. Like it really, that it's pointless. Like mm-hmm. you need it to be realistic, otherwise your brain just knows that it's not. You know, you're not going to get that same sense from it. Right. But yeah, like I said, you could just jump on YouTube. There's tons of uh, YouTubers that have 
video series of them trying out any single tech demo or game coming out for the Rift, and mm -hmm. you'll see some pretty wacky stuff. <laughs> so That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so I got to mess with that. Mm -hmm. Do we have a, a date yet? Like any kind of... For what? For Oculus, like no, any kind no. of ideas or... No, and they were bought, right? Who bought them? That was... Facebook. Fa oh, yeah. my God, it was Facebook. <laughs> Who did I think it was the other day? I thought it was Google that that bought them. No, it was Facebook. That's right. And we haven't heard a peep about that no. since. Like nothing. No. Weird. Weird. That was That's fine. It's it's gonna be a while. Don't mm. wait for us all to forget it was Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked in one sense there. Oh my god. But no, yeah, that that's gonna it's gonna take a while. I right. mean, if if they're still only with with soft dev kits, you don't right. have any any set de final design for for the actual headset itself. Yeah, I mean, like what I played was pretty much the Coleco uh, Coleco Vision, you know evolution of what that system will eventually be able to do exactly so i i wish that i had known more and that i could have asked him to get more demos and like download more things especially the roller coaster thing i would have loved to have checked that out uh-huh so uh but maybe the next time that we go over there and uh, -huh. uh and i'm there i'll ask him to do that awesome so in addition to playing around with the oculus i actually got to check out a couple of games on steam okay uh my friend pete's got a tower set up um to his television in the living room and his Steam account. And he's got, I think, like 327 games That's on awesome. Steam. Uh -huh. Yeah, it is. He gets a lot of the humble bundles and, you know. But one of the things that he that he put on for me is this ridiculous game uh, from Stegosaurus Software called Mount Your Friends. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> have you heard of this? No, no. Okay, Jackie, have you heard of the game Mount Your Friends? Every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay, so picture this. Kind I already like am. Paper, <laughs> like paper cut, paper cut out dudes, right? Wearing pink thongs with, I shit you not, dick physics <laughs> inside of like the front, like the banana hammock has right. dick physics. And oh they're wearing like bandanas on their heads. They're muscly dudes. They almost <laughs> look like they could be. Um, what was that show where they're running around on the obstacle course? Ninja Warrior. Yeah. It looks. What was the MX MX MX? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like they could be from that. And the whole way it works is that to attach to each limb is a button press. So you have A B X Y, right. but it's the two feet and the two <laughs> hands. And what they do is they drop you onto this field. And at the center of the field is a stick, like a bat sticking out of the ground right. with a goat uh, standing atop the, the stick and yes. just kind of hanging out. And you have to A, B, X, Y, and you have to right. kind of like spider your way over to the goat right. and latch onto him and use the momentum of the joystick and the button and climb on top of him. <laughs> And you have to basically stretch out your arm and get your body to like as tall as you possibly can. And then you right. hit the start button or the, or the A button. Yeah. And they drop another dude down onto the ground and you start to climb with him. And right. you basically, you keep going. There's a timer <laughs> and you keep on going until you run out of time. I think it's a minute per. Who comes up with this? The game is $4. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's $4 on Steam. So 
You have to climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. I made it to uh, my record. I only played once, and I'm very proud of this. I made it to 47 feet. Oh, wow. In the air, like just climbing and climbing. Um, I don't know what the game is called, but there was some kind of like track and field runner game where you had to press like ASD. Oh, that's been around for a while. Right. Yeah. That's that's like a free flash game at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but not nearly as broken or frustrated. Uh Frustrating. So tons of fun. And it was hilarious because with each person that's dropped down, each new dude that's dropped down, sometimes there are different things attached to their their middle bits <laughs> so a guy will drop down and he'll have a banana swinging from in between his legs and as you're you know flopping over yourself and grabbing on to like dudes like legs and their nuts and trying to you know reach the top of this tower it's just this banana like flying to and fro inside of his pants that sounds so bizarre so it's bizarre but it is a riot it is an absolute riot um, and if you're you're savvy, you could actually you can like you know swing your way up so almost so much that you jump up onto the next guy and you let anytime that you touch the other person you you kind of latch on to them uh-huh. and um, okay. yeah if you guys want to check it out it's on Steam it's called Mount Your Friends yeah for only four bucks yeah for four bucks like a... from Segasaurus Software hmm. it is play it with your friends play it by yourself it's hysterical so. Right. Yeah. yeah. What else did you play? I played Broforce. Okay. Broforce from uh, Devolver Digital. Uh-huh. And it was complete chaos. Absolute chaos. Like that, what was that game that came out for the Xbox One? Time uh, Force? Time, Time Force. Force? It's kind yeah. of like that, but without the rewinds. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're all these different iconic characters from big time movies. Like there's an Indiana... Uh, Indiana Brones or something like that. Um, what were some of the other ones? Uh, John Mc, McBro? I don't know. They all have bro. Rambro, for example. Or, you know, Blade was... Um, I don't know what the fuck... I don't remember. <laughs> but it was it was all of the Hollywood badasses, uh-huh. you know, in a game. But it was it's so incredibly fast-paced. And there's a lot of particle effects... Like every time you shoot, every time something explodes, oh, there's just bullets and shit flying yeah, everywhere. Yeah, shit everywhere, just spewing all over the screen, and it's you like hopping around, jumping around. You can um you can dig into the ground, like you can mm-hmm. use dynamite and kind of tunnel your way through things, and you have to rescue the other bros and then make it to the helicopter at the end. <laughs> and um, it's so absurd, it really uh-huh. is. Blade has a sword. So you're running around, like, instead of shooting guys, you're slicing and dicing. There's another one with a shotgun. I'm trying to remember some of the other characters that you got to play. It was it was a good number of them. See, that that sounds to me like, like what if the NES was the only system we ever had and, like, they were still making games for it today? Like, that's a game yeah. that would be on the NES. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. But that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I'm not quite sure how much that one was, but uh, it, it was a good time. Uh, I got to play a little bit of Nidhogg. I love that game. Nidhogg, have you heard of Nidhogg? I haven't. Okay. So Nidhogg was made by one dude. Uh, his name is Mark Messoff Essen, mm-hmm. and he worked for a very long time on this game that it looks like Atari-style graphics. 
Like, do you remember on Atari boxing? Yeah. Oh, totally. Boxing, but you have to reach out and punch the nose. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Was it black and white or was it yellow and red? I think it was yellow and red. Okay. Or red and black. Red and it was black. one of the two. Okay. So, um, oh my God. Nidhogg. Jackie, look yeah. at me. Lock, oh. eye, lock eyes. <laughs> look into my eyes. Yes. As tell, long as you don't do the sexy voice. I'm going to tell you about Nidhogg. Yes, yeah, I can't look in your eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> Nidhogg is a game, you're a swordsman, and right. you can put your sword at different levels, and you have to stab the other player. And right. basically, you stab them, they go down, they're down for a couple of seconds before they respawn, and you have to run in their direction of the level and basically fight your way, keep stabbing whoever stabs one another, pushing towards the other end. Right. And as you traverse the other way, you get into their goal and you, you know, win the game oh, by right. points. Yeah. Um, by stabbing. By yeah. stabbing. You go like three screens over. So when you go through one end of a screen, it'll go to a new board and you'll go through the end of that screen. You'll get to another board and the goal will be on the end of that. So let's say you're on a like a killing spree basically and you're getting by the other person and then all of a sudden they have a major comeback, then they'll have to go six screens back to get to your goal. Right. So, you know, you're basically uh vying for for your ground so yeah. you can get to the goal. Yeah. It's it's good it's funny. It's so it's another one of these titles that is so simple. Mm-hmm. In its, you know, presentation and execution and, and gameplay, but it's highly addicting. Oh, it is. You know, if, if you get a competitive group of people together, mm-hmm. yeah. I, was I, a, I know Bobby is a huge fan of that game. I was a big fan of the tuck and roll. Oh, that's how you got by. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I tuck and roll. I, I'm going to, I'm going to expose my secret. <laughs> I tuck and roll underneath them uh-huh. and then I get up and I throw my sword behind me. See, I don't like to leave myself naked. Oh, man, I... It's not what I've heard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Nidhogg. Nidhogg's awesome. Nidhogg is also on Steam mm. and coming to the PlayStation, I believe. It has to be, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that it is. When that game hits, yeah, if that... I don't... I have a feeling it's going to be a local kind of game. Ooh. No no multiplayer type. That would be beautiful. Mm. So that's definitely a... A room sitter, you know, all of us sitting around. So oh. it'll be the next Towerfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We mm. need a new Towerfall. Woo. Oh. That might have been, oh, that was me. Somebody <laughs> on Facebook <laughs> is, oh, my my girlfriend. I'll have to exit out of that while we record our podcast. Let's talk to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hello. How you doing? Good. Well, you all knew that it was coming. You all know that we're obsessed Let's talk about Diablo. Oh, yes. Again. I am horribly obsessed. I said the first night I turned it on, I tweeted this, but the first night I turned it on, it's a Friday night and uh, I don't have plans. Very sad. It's like, you know what? I'm going to get Diablo. I download it. I put it on and it's like eight o'clock. I put it on. And like an hour later, I was like, oh, I'm tired, I think. And I look at the clock and it's actually five hours later (laughs) because I had apps. I honestly felt like about an hour had passed. I had no concept of time, and that's how it's been for like the last week and a half. <laughs> I've just done nothing. I've been at work counting down the minutes. Normally, you count down the minutes just to leave. I'm counting down the minutes thinking about what I'm going to do next in Diablo the minute I walk through the door. 
it's I'm putting it on in the morning I'm coming home like my poor other half rather than sitting and watching tv or a movie in the evening has had to sit and watch me play Diablo for four hours a night every single night this week has he attempted (laughs) to make his own character or anything no no he honestly has no idea what I'm doing all he says is wow that's that's really loud does it have to be that loud (laughs) yes why don't you play the other game you have because it's not quite as loud that's pretty much all he said to me all week. Says the so. guy who has a music studio in the basement. That's true. It's it's my revenge. Mm. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> but that's I am yeah, I finished it today. I actually Congratulations. managed to get through yeah, the end of the story mode as such. So I've opened wow. up my adventure mode and the bounties and now what difficulty were you playing when you reached the last boss? The last boss I'd say I started maybe the first third of the game I played on normal because okay. i'd heard it was a little easy so i played it on normal mm-hmm. and then about an hour after i moved it up to what's the next one hard hard right, i moved expert. it up, i moved up to hard and about an hour after i moved it up to hard i then moved up to expert because it really okay. didn't seem to make that much difference and that's why yeah. i finished on so. okay you finished on it and yeah. did you have like did you did the last boss kill you no Okay. No, I managed that my crusader is so ridiculously overpowered with like armor and shields and blocks and everything that really for I, now. I for now. I'm finding the adventure mode got a little tougher mm-hmm. going back in, but yeah, certainly like the last boss, I really did just stand there and and pound on him until he died. That's pretty <laughs> much. I didn't avoid anything, I didn't dodge anything. I ran from one health well to the other every time mm. he got me a little low and oh. just pounded on him. Yeah, because on I was doing adventure mode, and one of the bounties I got was to kill him. And at that point, I was on Torment 2. Ooh. <laughs> and the one move where he goes to the center of the arena and... Yeah, with, like, the blue sh- flashes and stuff? No, 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 when he oh. spits out, uh, like, all the fireballs. Oh, yeah. so you get, Not like just the one through. big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's he like spins a wave, around. Like a wave of flame. Correct. Right? Yeah. One, one of those kills you wow so How do you avoid that there's very small place like, i have not a, much on the arena to avoid that entirely. no there isn't but i have a, a vault maneuver where i could just like tumble through things oh, okay. so that's what i was able to do right, right. so i had to keep placing my turrets avoiding those place a turret avoid those mm-hmm. and you know just run around everywhere yeah, yeah. and uh Eventually, just just my tur- between my turrets and and right. the paladin or right. the templar. Sorry, uh, they they took care of them. I found like one very good um, thing that's been working for me. I think Bobby talked about it the first week. That? Is the perk called the rune or whatever it is, where basically you can carry the two handed weapon. Oh, yeah. in one hand. Oh you oh yeah, that's awesome. So long as it makes sense, you always yeah. have that on. Yeah, it's that's a great one. You it can really carry is. like a massive weapon that does twice as much damage as as any of the one handed weapons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And still have your shield. Right. See, now I have I have two of my quote-unquote endgame pieces of armor. I still have another, I believe, five or six items that I want to, you know, 100% complete my character for now. Yeah. Because once they put this, when they put the new patch through that they had just released on the PC, they're going to release it for the PS4. Ooh, uh, the uh, details of that, do you know? Oh, it's just newer items. They're going to add seasons to the game um, where you start a character and at the end of the season, that character's gone. And you have to create a new character. Really? Uh, 
it'll add leaderboards. So wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's gonna have a lot of cool stuff. But um, and it'll rebalance some of the moves, makes some of the crappier moves better, some of the way too mm-hmm. you know insane moves. Character overhauls. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you could look at those patch notes online since it's already out on the PC, and assuming that everything. 100% will carry over to the consoles, then that, that's what it's going to look like. All right. I've got questions for you both. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, Rob, do mm-hmm. you think that they're going to make another round of, of um, like another act or another character? Or do you think this is all we're going to see? I think based on the the big sales of the game on the console, mm-hmm. I think they'll, they're going to release something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think they were expecting it to get as much attention as it has been getting. Yeah. Um. So I think it would be stupid of them not to. Trying to, trying <laughs> no, to be honestly, like, if they released another act, I in a second I would I would buy it. Oh yeah. And being like fairly spoiler free, but I think they were probably already thinking about that with the end of the last act, right? Because it's fairly. Open ended. I didn't even I open didn't even ended. Watch it. Open ended. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't even. Uh, I mean, you can't make fun of that story enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the honestly, well, technically, yeah, they really did leave it open ended. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the the story has has nothing to do with <laughs> anything that I care about. No, it really is bad. I uh, I I brought my PS4 with me to Canada when uh-huh. I went. And I've been playing the Crusader with my friend Brendan. He's playing a witch doctor. And we're like neck and neck. And we've gone through the whole game, just he and I and whatever. So I said, I'm going to make a new character just for my trip to, you know, Canada. And whatever I do, I do. I created a female wizard Uh named Talisan. And I got bit by the Diablo bug hard. (laughs) super hard like i've been playing this game for over 17 years 18 years at this point uh-huh. and i haven't felt like a fever for the game in in a long time i never felt it with the pc release of three like it just i loved it and i enjoyed it but there was there was always something lacking there was complaints and whatever uh loot 2.0 came out and it was like a brand new game playing it on the console is just like it's a dream it works so well for this game and you know when i play games usually i'm with brendan and we strategize together and like you know we build the characters together more or less Mm -hmm. so this was a character that was just me i decide what goes on what i'm in the mood for and whatever um i went from while i was there level one to 59 just in that trip Uh (laughs) Every like unless unless we were out and busy every night I I played and even sometimes during the day I'm so glad that my girlfriend loves video games and loves to to sit and watch me play and helps me you know play and and points things out that I don't notice or I'm too busy doing other stuff I'm surprised she didn't make a character uh, I I told she will she will it'll be coming with me I'm going back on the 26th so uh-huh. when I do that I'll I'm gonna bring it with me again. And um, yeah, I think she, I think she could do it. I think yeah, she could do it. Honestly, even if it is "quote unquote" too hard for her, which I, it won't be too hard for her. Even just playing around on on normal with her, just 
to mm-hmm. get for her to get a feel, I think it would be really, really fun. Well, she's she's a little timid about about getting involved in it, but I think that if her and I create characters and because I think Diablo eases you in. Like you have, you know, one attack and then you get your second level very quickly. Yeah, definitely. And it's it, easy to level up and it stays fairly consistent with right. the difficulty as you're going through. Like you level up at the same yeah. level as they do. You learn like a, a button at a time, a spell at a time. Yeah. I think done that way that, you know, she'll be able to to move along with it. She just she doesn't like using analogs. She doesn't I know. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. I I have complete and total faith in her. I think that she can do it. So we'll see. So I created um, the wizard, and since since returning home, she's now as of tonight, she's a level sixty six, just about on the cusp of sixty seven. And right now, I'm running around in a mask that has like these like short spikes covering my face, uh-huh. and this like sick robe armor that's all like a like um like a pale pink color. And she just looks amazing. I have this fork, uh, forked tongue of the demon sword mm-hmm. or something like that. It's glowing red and bleeding, and it's got thorns all over it and two blades coming out, and they're curved at the end to look like a, like a tongue. And um, I have this cube moving around in my other hand that looks like <laughs> the cube from uh, fucking uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Oh, God, help me. Yeah. And she just, just to look at her, like I fall to my knees. I'm like, oh, because I'll tell you, the wizard is a hard is hard fought. Like there is a long time where you can't do anything that you like, mm-hmm. and you have to fight past it and work past it. That's why people that you know they give up on the game or they think it's stupid or they don't. I said you have to push your characters as far as they can go because once you start on that like that uphill thing where you just keep on getting new items and it's just a matter of time before you get something new that's when the game really opens up is those higher levels that's what you strive for uh in that game but so as of right now uh whenever like mobs come after me or whatever i have the the mirror image uh skill so there's three of me i split off into i have two mirror images oh, plus cool. myself I'm running around with a sorceress uh, by my side as my as my companion. So I essentially have four like high level casters running around almost at all times. That's awesome. So whenever yeah. shit comes out, I just I split off into three. Then the sorceress to back me up, and they I have the thing on where they can cast every spell that I can cast. Mm-hmm. What kind of damage do they do? Oh, it's disgusting. Like the split ones do as much damage as you do? Or? I don't know if they do as much, but it's certainly close. Right. Because things, I mean, they they drop. They they drop enemies like it's nothing. They love the um, the blizzard spell. So like as soon as I as they break out, just it's snowing and hailing and, you know, icicles raining down. Uh, I have the black hole spell now that I throw a black hole in the middle of the crowd and they all get black sucked into it and electrocuted. <laughs> and... <laughs> Won't you come (laughs) and wash away? So I've got that going on. Um, I have this crazy uh, disintegrator ray that I shoot out of my palms and it splits off to hit all the other people that are anywhere near me. Uh And just like four casters all at once. Like as soon as things come around the corner, they're fucked. They're so fucked. See, if you want to be intrigued, when you hit level 70, just go on the battle net forums mm-hmm. 
and you can go to your class section and they'll show you what the top 25% level 70 characters, Mm -hmm. what skills they use and what four abilities they pick. Mm. And it's probably not going to match a thing that you have. That's fine. And then when, but hold on, when you pick those abilities and the skills, just it's again, it turns into a whole nother game because you're like, oh my God, how did I not think to combine this with this? Right. And then your damage will (laughs) like be mind blowing. Uh, Uh mm, They even show like what, what your final set should be like what you want to be working towards what what items you want to right you know what you want to kind of go for i feel like there's still as much as i've played the game and i've played it a lot we've all been playing a lot yeah there's so much there's so much out there Mm -hmm. there's so many things to find and so many things to do that it just it keeps getting bigger like you you got to play with one of our listeners a couple days ago right yeah i played with uh well, his PSN name is Rollacab. Rollacab, yeah. Uh, awesome guy. Awesome. We had a, <laughs> it was so fun. Um, he ran me through a couple of the the pony level, and you gotta you gotta give me what's the details of the pony level for people that don't know. <laughs> it's basically you have to <clears throat> get a staff like plans f- for a staff that drop off a Diablo, and then there's. I think it's six items that you need to craft that staff and it opens up a portal to a land with killer teddy bears and <laughs> unicorns and <laughs> uh exploding presents and rainbows it's mind blowing it feels like you're playing a different game uh it's- but but yeah there there's some awesome loot drops and the mobs overrun you and you will die so yeah it's it's akin to the cow level you know from the earlier diablo games it sounds like do you remember a game for the xbox i believe it was for the xbox uh called raises hell uh raises with a z yeah yep yeah it sounds it sounds to me like you're you're transported into that Uh game or mr stuffins mr stuffins (laughs) (laughs) wasn't that there was a, a teddy bear game that came out and it like apparently was shit. Naughty that, Bear. Uh huh. That's that was it. Naughty Bear. Yep. Oh man. Did so you... yeah, we had we, we had an excellent time. So That's it was awesome. it was nice meeting him. Uh, he said some very nice things about us, which was cool. Thank uh, you. And so yeah, yeah, I thank I thank him for that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. Um, I've I've got like since we announced our our like PSN names and all of our stuff. Um, for those of you listening that don't have them and don't know. Uh, our, mine is Boogie Pop dash four seven. So Boogie Pop dash forty seven. Rob, you are. I just posted mine in the forums. Oh, cool. uh, but we should all it's do that. Thanos Rising for both Xbox Live and PSN. Okay, Jackie mine's Wynn. the uh, very original Jackie Turner. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so your real name is your PSN yeah, username. Because then when you see me running around in Destiny or something, you're like, oh look, there goes Jackie Turner. So then what happens? See? What happens when someone <laughs> sends you a real name request? <laughs> it's like. Right there, dummy. <laughs> uh, you, you should put something stupid in that, like I as your should, real name. So right, when you send it name? back, oh, yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so that's cool. So you got to play. I got to play with uh, with one of our listeners just last night. Justin and I had 
uh, gone on to the... Actually, no, that's not how it happened. I was playing Destiny. Destiny came out in case uh, you guys haven't heard. It just dropped. Yes. And I was on playing, and all of a sudden, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Joe State came into my game. And it's so... Uh, I, I love that you could just drop into somebody's game and you'll be like, you'll spawn near them and you can come and say hi and stuff like that because I didn't realize that he had joined my party and I just saw him and I saw the name and I've, I've known him for a long time now because of talking comics and I'm like, oh, sweet. And at first we didn't have the headsets on because I mine was, you know, all the way across the room and I wouldn't get out of my beanbag chair to go and get it. So you were pointing and dancing? Yes, we were pointing and like rezzing each other and stuff like that <laughs> and doing all these like, you know, celebratory dances. Uh-huh. Uh, before I forget, this was not with Joe, but uh, before that, earlier, the first night that I played it after it came out, I was running around. There was somebody named like T-Rex 1688 or something like that. <laughs> and I rescued them. They were getting like overrun. They were about to die. They were in the red or whatever. And I came in, and I swooped in and I just blasted everything to hell and got them out of a jam and as soon as I was done, like, clearing house, I, st- I hit the dance move. And so I started dancing. I do that all the time. And he started then. So then he started dancing with me. And then he hit the the curtsy or the bow button, mm-hmm. like, to say thank you for rescuing <laughs> his ass. And I was like, this is so cool. This is like, I don't even know this guy. And I just, like, swooped in, like, fucking Rambo, took care of business. And now we're having a dance about it. Mm-hmm. You know? I like that it's simple. And you don't have to rely on voice actions to, you know, say, oh, hey, thank you. You know, yeah. something like that. It, it's, you know, it's funny. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Lots of pointing. Oh, like, yeah. Tons like of pointing. When I was playing and with sitting, Joe, like. I sit by mistake. Oh, yeah. oh me too. I'm I always s- sitting down. I sit when yeah. I'm trying to pull out my secondary weapon. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm trying to pull out my sniper rifle and I'm like popping a squat. I'm like, dude, come on, get up. Uh-huh. <laughs> So how has your, your experience been with uh, Destiny so far, Rob? Oh, excellent. Excellent. But finish your story with, with Joe. Oh, well, we were, we, we, just, we were hanging out. We were playing. And, uh, and then we got Justin. He was playing with a, another group. And uh, so he ended his game with them and came into ours and basically just like ran us around for a little while. Uh, we found a couple of the chests to open and such. And uh, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. I wish... That the groups were bigger. So do I. Three seems like a very odd number to me. It is. Uh, I think four would have been reasonable. Um, now, it seems that, you know, on one map, let's say you're in the Cosmodrone. Mm. I don't know how many people could be on that map at once, but I've seen no more than, let's say... 14 people at once. Really? So I, I, I think... There's a way around it. You could probably meet up as groups. I don't think so. What the fuck, then? No, no. I think that... Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think that, that, you know, each instance of a Cosmodrone can only have X amount of people on it. And because, you know, there's only so many areas and the enemies are always in the same place. So... If you had 50 people running around that place, you wouldn't be able to do anything. There there'd be right. You know, there'd be no enemies left to kill because you'd have a person at each mob. Yeah. So well, they have was, to they have to limit it to a sense. Like I need to get used to the idea of an MMO because when I was 
on my mission, there are other people that are doing the story as well. Yeah. And I'm yeah. headed in the direction and I see like dudes and I'm getting ready. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like going to shoot them. And somebody comes in from the left and they take <laughs> care of the whole business. And I'm like, yes, well then that happened to me. Did too. I yeah. get XP for that? Cause that, I kind of called that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny. Cause in something like world of Warcraft, you definitely have courtesy. If, if you see someone fighting a mob, uh, you just back off. You wait your turn because the mob's going to respawn. And something like a first-person shooter or something like that, there have been instances where I've been sitting there and just pulled out the sniper rifle, seeing a mob in the distance, and started picking them off. And all of a sudden, I see, you know, a player character there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't realize, you know. So I think... It's going to take a bit for people to kind of get courteous to those situations, but I think that it's going to be hard for a first-person shooter because people are just running around and shooting the crap out of things. Hmm. Now, I have more questions for you, but before I ask them, Jackie, yeah, have you played any of Destiny? You had a little bit yeah, of a problem played, getting yours. I did. So I pre-ordered it the night before. I had a problem too. So oh, you did, did you? Okay. Well, nothing like procrastinating. I had like money for my birthday ages ago. I was like, I'm going to get Destiny. Didn't get around to pre ordering it till about eight o'clock the night before. Um, pre ordered, got the receipt, saw the countdown come up. Um, the next morning, get up. And before I go to work, I was like, let me turn it on, make sure everything's good to go. Turn it on. And it's just not there at all. Like, there's still the money's gone from my wallet. But the game isn't there. It's not an option. When I go to the PlayStation Store, it still comes up that I'm able to buy it. When I click buy, it's like add funds. And mm -hmm. it's like not registering like it ever did anything to it whatsoever. So uh, PlayStation Network, I went on to the live chat and I was number 102 in line. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, hmm, all right, that's not going to work again. Like this is 10 minutes before I have to leave for work. So like, no, that's not going to work. So they're not open till 8 a.m. Pacific time. So, of course, you know, over on the East Coast here, that's not much help before work either. So my big plan was I took a half day. I was going to come home and play Destiny. I get home from work about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I spend the next half an hour waiting online with PlayStation. Um, they basically do exactly what they always tell me to do whenever I have a problem, is rebuild the database, restore the license, which I'm just going to automatically do every time I ever have a problem with my PlayStation from now on. Uh-huh. Um, so I did that, went into the library and it was available to download. But mm. of course at that point it doesn't finish download until about five o'clock in the afternoon when I have to start doing other stuff. <laughs> so it took me like, a, you know, my whole plan of having a half day so I could play all evening and all afternoon didn't work. That's a shame. Yeah. But I played it for like an hour and a half. I said, I haven't really played with anyone yet because I'm trying to just get through a couple of the one play missions to try and level up a bit because mm. I don't want to be jumping in on people's games when I'm level three. <laughs> right. So that that's a big thing. Um, like I'm level fourteen right now, uh, and our friend Hugh just got the game, and he was level five. So I was like, oh, I'll go run around with Hugh. Yeah. And it, it obviously it, it doesn't level balance at all. That's so. Sucks. I was right. worried about that. Yeah. Um. You you can't you can't play with lower level people like you can, but they're gonna get slaughtered every time, right? It's not no because you're, you're oh. not gonna earn. Oh, yeah, really? you're you're yeah. jumping into that. I no, I was earning some experience, but I felt bad because you know 
one shot, one kill for me. Right. And I was wiping everything out. So then it came to a point where I was sitting back letting him kill things because... Right. But it's still not a balanced game. You both don't feel like you're getting the most out of it. Do we know, do you only gain experience if you get the kill shot or do you only have to land a bullet on something for it to count? This is what I would think. I don't know 100%, but I think if you're in a fire team and you get a shot on something, then you get some kind of experience. Hmm. Or if you're in a fire team that there's some kind of split experience or something like that, I would I would hope so, that that makes sense. But again, I'll have to look into that. And I feel like the game see. doesn't really give you a whole lot of information as to like what's happening when things drop. Like I know it says like you got special ammo, you got right. regular ammo. But one of my things with the game, and this is one of the things that, that's freaking me out, it's going to lead me to my question for you, Rob, is I'm only a level six, okay? But I have not found Jack in the way of items. I haven't found anything. Like, right. I have like I have a better gun. I have, like, a, a better pulse rifle. I have a different helmet. I have, you know, a armor set. But thing. nothing that makes you go like, oh, cool, this is awesome. Nothing at all. Like, yeah. I st- I'm still running around with the same scarf. I still have, I think I found one new pair of boots that was maybe, like, one defense higher than my other ones. Right. My point being is that I'm a level six. Now, apparently, the level cap is 20. So, presumably, I'm one level above being 25% towards the level cap. Right. If that's the case, then first of all, why am I that? I have I've barely done anything. I'm like six chapters into the game, and I'm already a level six. I've barely done anything, and I'm that high of a level. And you're telling me I'm more than a quarter of the way through, and I'm still running around with rags. Right. Um. I just like there aren't drops that I've that I've experienced. People could write in and and tell us or tweet us or whatever if you've had a different experience. But just me personally. I've not found anything like I have either had like rewards for completing missions and that's what I replaced my stuff with or I bought mm-hmm. like one thing from the the weapons guy. But beyond that, I I just right. I'm a level six and my, you, Rob, my equipment is, is bunk. I've found tons of stuff. See, that's that's awesome. Like I want I. I'm not hating on the game by any means. I'm just wondering, like, when is that going to hit? If I'm if I'm already a level six, uh, I mean, it's it's kill. Just keep running around, killing as many mobs as possible. Look for the globe drops. Yeah. Uh, look for any chests you can find. Those are hard to find. The chests. They're very easy to walk past. Uh, you got to know where to because they'll spawn in the same place. This place is basically look in every cave. Uh, in some instances, if you're indoors, look up in the ceiling. You'll see some like rafters that they might be sitting on rafters. Really? Can um, you use your ghost to find them? Like if you no. pull out your ghost, he'll put them really? No. no, no. Mm. You just got to look for green. That That's because that has the little green lights on the front. So okay. spin around, look for green. But like I said, run into every cave. If you're passing by a cave, run in it and. Yeah. The golden chest, that's different. Well, Justin Justin led uh, Joe and I around for a while to find a couple of the chests. And I mean, there was one that he found where we, we rode, um, what the hell are they called? 
the the little flying the speeder bikes. Yeah, speeder speeder bikes. <laughs> um, are they scouts? I can't remember. Anyway, he brought us to this like beach, like uh, this water, and you know we're we're driving over the water and stuff. And he takes us to this like rocky beach, and I'm like, how in the hell did you end up finding this cave? <laughs> That's hidden behind, like, there's, like, ivy pouring off of this mountain ledge and covering the shit out of this cave. And he just uh-huh. go, walks right through it and into the cave. He's like, here's one. Uh-huh. Like, dude. My chan- <laughs> chances are he he looked. Well, see. he is. <laughs> Justin is. I've never real. I've only played a few multiplayer things with him. I've never actually watched him work uh-huh. when it comes to playing video games. He strikes me as somebody who is very thorough. Oh, he's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Thorough, yeah, he's definitely very, very thorough, but he's not afraid to, you know, look online and figure out where where stuff is. Yeah, uh, definitely. He doesn't because miss he wants any his yeah, and and he wants any of the achievements. I see. So, that but I, like I said, I don't know if he specifically did it for the golden chest, but there are some golden chests that are near impossible to come by without you know without looking. Correct. You know, just like the skulls in Halo. No one, how could you find all of those 100% on your own? I'm having trouble finding the deactivated ghosts. Oh, those are fun. You just look for the little blue dots. I found like two. Oh, there's... Justin's like, you haven't found any of them. I found like 10 in the first couple of minutes. Yeah, there's at least (laughs) six or seven of them in in the tower Uh alone. And then, yeah, they're they're everywhere. Mm. But I'm having a hell of a time. I absolutely love it. Yeah, like I said, I'm level fourteen. Um, I'm only through, not even the end of the moon yet. Um, hmm. So I know there, there's, I know what's left. Right. Um, but yeah, I want to wait for some people to catch up, so so I cool. can uh, kind of go on a multiplayer thing. Yeah. With them. So I'm just gonna make a new character. Um, our friend Bobby, he's gonna be starting up tomorrow. So I'll make a a different class so I could start running around with him and have a proper experience and not, you know, right. just sit there and one-shot kill everything. Right. Sounds good. Yes. You know what else sounds good? Cookies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 3DS bundles. Mm-hmm. 3DS XL bundles. Um, what do we got on that? What am I what am I not spending my money on? Well, First, they still haven't 100% officially announced if the new model of the 3DS is coming to the States, but there's no way it's not. Right. That's the 3DS. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. The 3DS LL, uh, that adds like the extra C-stick and, you know, you'll be able to play. The Z-button. Yeah, the C-stick, z Well, yeah, it has Z-buttons on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll be porting over... Uh, they can pretty much port over Wii games at this point. It has a stronger processor. Wow. <clears throat> but uh, they'll have Xenoblade Chronicles at at the start. That was a, a Wii game. Ooh. So, and then there's your throw-in to why there's a Xenoblade character in Super, uh, Super Smash Brothers. It's all a part of the plan. Yeah. So what exactly are the bundles? But the regular 3DS bundles that we are getting, um, there's the Super Smash Brother bundles that mm-hmm. comes in red or blue with, you know, just a roster image on the front of the system. It's pretty nice. There's the uh, GameStop exclusive 
NES controller looking 3DS XL. Oh, I thought you were going to say it had GameStop on the front of the controller. On no, the front of no. The console. <laughs> but yeah, it it Very looks nice. like a old school Nintendo controller basically. I like that one. And then uh again, it, I believe this one's a GameStop exclusive too, but the Persona Q bundle. Uh and that's a cool purpley system and that comes with Persona Q, which I'm super psyched for. Ooh. That you might know. be the one to get. It comes with a game. Do the other ones come with games? Uh, the Super Smash Brother one that comes with Ooh. Super Smash Brothers. Do we have a price? They are going to be one ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad, is it? Uh-huh. And when are they going to be released? Uh, we have September nineteenth. Ugh, I just oh, got my Vita, which I barely play. September 19th, that's like super, super soon. See, now, hold on. I don't know if these systems, Super Smash Brother, NES, and the Persona Q. Jackie. Now, hold on, yeah. because October 3rd is the release date for Super Smash Bros. 3DS, so unless it, it must come with a, a code. Then wow, that's happening oh, soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's happening super soon. Um. Are you interested in any of these bundles? Are you looking to no, pick up a new... I just got my Vita like less than a month ago, and I barely play it. Did you know that yeah. you could actually put your Diablo on your Vita? I can't. I, I'm having a hard time playing games on my Vita that are intended for the PlayStation 4. How so? I just don't like looking at the little tiny screen. It's not that tiny. I know, but also the other thing is I my commute to work is approximately four and a half minutes in a car. Oh, well, that's not going to work. Exactly. So I don't commute anywhere. I really don't. If I'm at home, I have my PlayStation. Yeah. And if I'm not at home, it's because I'm doing something. Yeah, the only so time I, I ever play mine is when I'm visiting my girlfriend. Right? I have a hard time finding a time to actually play the Vita. I hear you. Yeah. Mm. I hear you. I've wanted, I mean, you can ask Rob. I've wanted an XL. I've almost bought one so many times. Right. Um, but I don't think I don't think that I'm gonna have the means to pick one up at in that kind of time frame. Well, you know, the next time I fly back to England and I'm on a seven and a half hour flight, that Vita will make its money worth. <laughs> but <laughs> right now, yeah, I'm not really in the market for another handheld system. Uh, well, it doesn't matter because they <laughs> it does not include a game, oh. which sucks because why would you? It just seems like, especially something like Persona. To yeah. buy a theme system right when the game is coming out, <laughs> why wouldn't they just yes. throw the game in for a couple extra bucks? That That's just seems really like weird to you know, me. like two forty, mm. something like that. That's really weird that you yeah you can buy a system mm. with all the skins of a game that they don't give you the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, with the new system, the new system's gonna have kind of like clip-on cases, tons of different clip-on cases that you can. Oh, like uh, skins? Correct, yeah. You can modify it to look how you want. Interesting. Uh, so hopefully they release a date for that over mm-hmm. here and call it something different than LL. Um, you know what I did the other day? I got a new battery and resurrected my PSP. Oh, really? The original PSP. You still have original? Had I you do. ever opened, like, uh, have you ever updated any of the system software or anything? Or is it something that could run not legal things oh it's hacked it's hacked to hell already okay yeah no it definitely it is hacked um so i got lumens sorry lumines <laughs> lumines i I always called it lumens lumines I, but... <laughs> that game is amazing 
Uh-huh. Not as fast as I remember, but still a lot of fun. I'm really glad that I uh, that I put it on my list for uh, mm-hmm. favorite handheld titles. Now, okay, here here's a new topic. But or were any of you guys a fan of The Sims back in the day? No, I was only no. saying that with the uh, games we're not interested in. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. okay. No, just because I've been watching a lot of people play The Sims 4 lately. and How is it? I, I mean, back when Sims 2 came out, I had a run-in where I, I kind of got very, very into it. But then it just became too much. It was like every four or five months, it was a new expansion pack. Mm-hmm. And to me, it wasn't worth my time. It looks really, really cool. It's very, very involved. But if you want to have the time of your life, there are some funny-ass glitches. Uh, <laughs> just go on YouTube and type Sims 4 glitches. There is, like, this baby glitch where the babies look like demon spawn. Their fingers are extended like wolverine claws. Their Ew. faces are all bent out of shape. Ew. So, like, the mother is, like, cradling the baby, and it some looks black like— black hole sun shit. Oh, it's, it's insane. Uh, and that there's just tons of other funny glitches, you know, like tons to explain. We should, we should go and watch the video on YouTube. Yeah. But, uh, but someone, you know, if you're, if you're at home, throw it up if you want to laugh. Awesome. So, um, moving on last week, Justin actually put out, we all put out, uh, except for me cause I was away questions to our listeners and we got some pretty amazing, uh, and lengthy responses which is fantastic that's the way we like them and i am going to give my answers as well so um what should we do first which one do you want to go to the forums or do we want to do the email want to do the email yeah go with the email okay jackie so actually and this is very appropriate okay we have an email from uh toby mantle and he is uh i believe from england so well, I feel like I am the right person to read this out. There See, you go. It will sound a lot more like he intended it to sound. <laughs> you got to go deep. Absolutely. Okay. I can't. No, you can't. Go. You can't give us a deep I, voice. I, depending on whereabouts he's from in England, it might sound more like you. Like if he's from up north somewhere, he's going to be. No. That's not at all what I sound like. Go, go cogni. <laughs> Hello. I have a hard time not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using my posh voice right now, which. That's that's your regular voice. <clears throat> exactly. So you want everybody to believe that you're Listen, posh. if you heard me speaking to my mom, then you'd understand that this is my posh voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so in response to our questions. Um, hey there. I only just discovered your podcast a few days ago and I think it's great. It helps me get through the day at work. So thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed the discussion about your favorite video game soundtracks. For me, I would have to say Silent Hill 1 and 2, Metal Gear Solid, and Dark Souls. The Mm -hmm. Firelink Shrine music is always popping into my head. Nice. In answer to your questions, one, if there was one thing about gaming that you could change, what would it be? Uh, He said, I think that would be the overly competitive fanboyism. I think it's great that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo can compete with each other and push each other to do great things. But I wish more people could just enjoy games for what they are and be happy with that. There's no need to shit on someone else's opinion because they like a different game or prefer a different gaming platform. I've always been a Sony person purely because that is just what I grew up playing. But I still think the other consoles are great and have no problem with anyone who prefers them over Sony. Um, so question number two. Well said, by the way. Yes. 
what is the one genre of gaming you have never been able to get into? And I think this is similar to a couple of our answers. Um, probably MMORPGs and MOBAs. Those genres tend to be primarily on PC, and it was only a few years ago that I started gaming on the PC platform. So perhaps one, uh, perhaps, perhaps I'll get to them one day, but right now the appeal just isn't there for me. Which I think I think was one of the things I said, and Bobby too, in response yeah. to that question, we agreed with that. Yeah, Bobby definitely said MOBAs. Right. Uh, and he said MMOs. I said MOBAs. Yeah. Oh, you did. You said MOBAs. I said MOBAs, but M- yeah. MMOs, I'm fine with. Yeah, but I think me and Bobby both uh, agree with that answer. Uh, and number three, do you have a default in-game character name? I've had the nickname Chimp since I was about 11, 23 now. So that tends to be my go-to name. I think the latest game I've played where I've, I've actually been able to name my character was Dark Souls 2. So I found it amusing to think about some guy exploring Dran Lake called Chimp. (laughs) (laughs) And number four, what has been your least and most favorite controller? Least favorite, no big surprise, N64. I didn't have an N64 growing up, so I only played it when I went to my cousin's house. So it wasn't even like I could get used to it. Thank God for the quality of GoldenEye and Mario Party. I guess my favorite would be the DualShock 4. I've grown up with Sony consoles and I think each iteration of console has improved on its previous controller hmm. so dual shock 4 is the best for me currently thanks for reading and keep up the good work toby so thank you so much for your email thank you off. very much toby. it's wonderful that Indeed. you put the time and thought into answering those questions um mm-hmm. i think like we definitely agree like uh, if not all of us, a lot of us agree with your answers, especially like the general consensus was the N64 controller. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I also think the general consensus was the DualShock as well. Mm. I yes. think we kind of pretty much all agreed on that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yes, thank you so much. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Rob, what do we okay. have from the forums? Who do we have from the forums? We have John D. from the forums. Uh Enjoyed the show as always, but the listener questionnaire part at the end really threw me for a loop. It's a great idea and one that I hope gets lots of people participating. And yeah, that was definitely our hope too, and it it seems to work. Mm -hmm. Um, So question one from Justin, if there was a change in gaming, what would it be? Um, The focus on competitive multiplayer aspect for most AAA titles. I know this is a big draw for people who play Call of Duty and Halo, but as someone that just can't devote the amount of time it takes to get good at being competitive in a shooter, or any game for that matter, this is a really big downer for me whenever I see it in a new release. It also usually indicates the sort of diminished quality in the single-player experience since so much development is used to satisfy the needs of the multiplayer majority. Competitive multiplayer is fine, and in fact preferred, but competitive multiplayer is something I wish wouldn't be such a huge focus in gaming. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes they just go too far with it. Oh, and, definitely. Mm-hmm. you know, like you said, I just don't have enough time to sit there and and train. It's, it, it is. Right. It's like right. a training regimen. I mean, you see, you see some of those MOBA houses that people have. It's, you know. Eat, sleep, and shit the game. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. throw them in a house all together. They have coaches and... yeah. And you feel like you're never going to be that great at the game. I mean, you're never going to be as good as some of the people out don't there. Don't get me wrong. I I admire them in a sense of their... I mean, they're skilled. They're better than I'll ever be probably in any game. Except maybe Power Stop. Yeah. Um, but I, that's just... That's a place that I wouldn't dare venture 
Um, it's intimidating. Yeah. To, uh, to other regular gamers that are just doing it for fun. Like, <laughs> I, I know two people that if they really wanted it, they could enter into that arena and they could probably do well. But neither one of them desire to put themselves in that position. They're like, I don't want it to stop being fun. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I mean, the pressure, my God. I can't even imagine. And like imagine it, if you put that much dedication, focus, and hard work into feeding the hungry. So, yes. <laughs> curing, you know. Can't we use the same peace. technology that shoots missiles to shoot food <laughs> exactly. at hungry people? Exactly. There's a guy who on, needs a banana. Yeah. Let's <laughs> work on world peace rather than MOBA houses. Yeah. Just okay. put it out there. So his second was, uh, what's the one genre in gaming that you've not been able to get into? Being that I haven't had a PC in over 10 years, I really miss the boat on MOBAs and MMOs. I've never played one and likely never will, mostly due to the fact that I can't devote the amount of time necessary to get good at either type of game. See above. So yep. that kind of ties with this first one. Yeah. Uh, then the third question, default names. Uh, no, but I do always have my save files, John, uh, name my save files Johnny for some reason. Even though my name is John, and I generally dislike being called Johnny. <laughs> I don't know when it started, but it's just something that I've continued to do to this day. As for character themselves, lately I've been coming up with snarky names depending on the game and the type of character. For instance, in Dragon's Crown, my female archer was named Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> and for the favorite and least favorite controller... Uh, favorite controller has to be the Xbox 360 controller with the caveat that I do not have a PS4 or Xbox One yet. Hmm. And I agree with the entire cast that the N64 controller, uh, N64 controller was bad, but I have to give it some credit for the wide array, uh, the wide array of colors the controller came in. Remember the transparent one? That was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. That one really was yeah, cool. Was, yeah. But I digress. I actually think the Sega Genesis controller is my least favorite controller. Oh, no way. <laughs> you threw oh, for a loop. Can I can really, are you, is there more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go the the three-button scheme confused me, even as a kid, and the controller itself always felt like it was going to break, even in my adole adolescent hands. Shit. What were you going to say? Really quick. Uh, by the way, thank you very, very much uh, for writing. And that was awesome. Yes, thank you, sir. I love the amount of detail that you're all putting into your answers. And you're not just sending us a name. You're actually giving reasons and telling stories. Mm -hmm. um, that's fantastic. So I missed the music, the soundtrack uh, podcast last week. I just want to put it out there. Um, my answers would have matched Rob's almost like beat for beat. Uh, <laughs> Silent Hill 2 and... Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night are probably my my two favorites but one that nobody mentioned and I was shocked I was shocked that nobody mentioned this the Toe Jam and Earl soundtrack yeah that game had the best you can I can hear it in my head right now uh, so oh god yeah I I love that I love that so those would be short list. Those are my answers. I just wanted to throw those out there since I wasn't here. But let's move on to another uh, round of answers from the forums. Oh, sure. do you, you want to switch off? Who am uh, I reading? Let's see. Go down to... Should I read Wiccan Beyond? Yep. All right. So Wiccan mm -hmm. Beyond, I got to move my microphone here because I'm old and going blind. Uh, do, do, do. 
Wicked Beyond on the Talking Comics forums says, totally going to borrow John D's formatting. Smiley face. Question one from Justin. Is there a game, uh, if you uh, if you could change anything about gaming, what would it be? Answer. says, I feel like you guys answered this so well. The general climate in gaming is so toxic. It's a contributing factor why there are certain genres of games I never got into online, um, into on, sorry, got into or online aspects uh, I never engaged in because the communities attached to such games, I am looking at you, Halo, Call of Duty, and Street Fighter. So he just, he didn't feel welcome. Um, um, okay, but in addition uh, to what you guys said, the one thing I would like to change is that there is no Battle Royale game. I completely agree. I love that movie. That would be... That would be crazy. Well, I mean, I I know, but subject matter alone, I I think that would be frowned upon. Jackie, have you heard of Battle Royale? No. Really quick, um, foreign film, that it's you, your social security number. There's like a a lottery where like all the balls are flying around and they pick your, whatever the numbers are, if it's your number, you have to go and it's all children and they're put onto an island and it's like Lord of the Flies meets the like, hunger games de- yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to it's pretty i mean when i read the hunger games i was like yeah. mm, this uh-huh. is battle royale <laughs> right. um there's obviously enough about it that it's not but um i completely agree that there should be a battle royale game i think universally we could uh we can all nod our heads on that because one. we all need mm. a video game with children fighting to the death yeah. am i missing something here <laughs> no not at all no. <laughs> okay they could be you know 18 in the game Okay, then. That makes it moving so, on. <laughs> that makes it so much better. How has this not happened? Picture it. Oh, he, he says to picture it. A 30-player campaign with either online support for multiple player or single player where the other players are CPU. Last one standing wins. Player creates their own character or plays established characters with preset skills and mental health uh, parameters. Oh, I'm loving this. The island is randomly generated as well as the starting player locations and weapons. Seems like this writes uh, uh, writes and programs itself. The player's skill uh, could increase and expand depending on how many kills are tallied, but at a, uh, as a balance, the player could have a mental health bar that becomes worse the longer the game goes on and also along with the number of kills that uh, in the tally. So that's what I want to see changed. I want this game. That was really awesome. It's very detailed. That was yeah. awesome. A lot of thought went into that. Good for you, Wick and Beyond. I enjoyed the shit out of that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. All right, question two. I definitely two. feel like that he did not come up with that for our question. I felt like that has been worked on for a long time. <laughs> and all of a sudden, someone asked him that question. And he was like, yes, at last. <laughs> Finally opening Pandora's box. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think I applaud you, sir. I yeah. thought that was great. <laughs> Very good. Question from Bobby. Uh, what are the genre games that you are not into? Answer. For the longest time, I told myself I wasn't into first-person shooters, but I think that's unfair. I would say I am uncomfortable with war simulators set in a contemporary setting. Question three from Rob. When you create a character and are able to name that character, do you have a default name for that character? He says it really depends. In Elder Scrolls, since Oblivion through Skyrim uh, to ESO, I have been using this uh, the same name for my high elf, Melmoth. Uh, he's an elf and due to his vampiric affliction is cursed with eternal life and is cast aside by, the, uh, by his people and must live an, an exiled life. 
Uh, not feeling at ease among the other vampires, he is honed by the Thieves' Guild for a time, but eventually his uh, pleasure of poisoned daggers and soul-snaring arrows leads to his exodus from the Thieves and into a pact with, a night, uh, with the Night Mother herself and becomes brethren of the Dark Brotherhood. Cool. <laughs> Damn. Uh-huh. That's like Jackie's wet dream right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Also in Skyrim, I have... Re- um, Rhiannon. Rhiannon of, oh my god, Ulfheim. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's a Nord warrior who's become blessed with lycanthropy. Uh, she does not steal, nor does she murder unjustly. Indeed, uh, when she was approached by the Dark Brotherhood, she slew them to their final numbers. She is, as a true and right Nord, racist towards the elves and high elves <laughs> in particular. <laughs> That's honest. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Just gunning, gunning for for the the elf race while playing Skyrim. Excuse me, sir. Excuse <laughs> you. Just slice off his head. Uh, in JRPGs, I tend to use the name uh, Connor Ikari. Connor because it's my favorite male person name, and Ikari is from my favorite character in anime, Shinji Ikari. Yeah, nice. that's right. So I'm talking about. Uh, question: My favorite anime of all time. Question four, what's your favorite and least favorite console controller? Favorite controller was the Dreamcast controller. That might change this coming Tuesday when I get my PS3, though. I think he means... The white PS3. Oh, he's getting the white PS3. Mm. Sweet. Uh, My least favorite controller is the original Nintendo controller with no explanation. Aww. You had me. You had me all the way up until the (laughs) end. All the way up until the end, and then you lost me. I'm just kidding. Totally entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so kidding. All right, what else? Do we have another one? Uh, yeah, we have one last one. I'll read through it. Sweet. Uh, great idea about the questions. Here are my answers. There was one thing you could change about gaming. I would love to bring back split-screen co-op. And this is... Uh, who is it? Hmm? Who is this one from? Uh, Lane Meyer. Oh, it is Lane Meyer. Okay. Yeah. It popped off my screen for a second. Uh, split screen co-op, which I totally agree with. I love getting together with my friend and grinding through Legendary on Halo. But the rise of online-only multiplayer in games in this last generation was a big disappointment to me. In my opinion, it's still getting uh, it's still more fun getting together with friends, getting some beer and pizza, and playing rather than sitting alone and doing it online. Online multiplayer is awesome but it just doesn't capture the same magic. Uh, And his genre of game that he can't get into, MMOs. I'm always put up by the idea that I'll have to sink enormous uh, number of hours into the game in order to keep up with other players. Now that I'm an adult with pesky responsibilities, that's harder to do than ever. Though I'll make an exception for Destiny. There are genres like fighting, RTSs, sims, and sports where I've gotten into them before, but it's extremely rare. I do love racing and sports games, but only if they are very fantasy or arcade-like. I love Burnout, hated Gran Turismo, loved Death Row, hated Madden. Uh, Speaking of which, there's a genre that's solely uh, devoid of games, the futuristic fantasy sport title. Not really, because if you go back to the Genesis, you could definitely play some Mutant League football and Mutant League hockey. Oh, yeah. And I want remake. Well, they did remake Mutant League football on Kickstarter. But Joe Montana's sports talk football. No, but he's talking fantasy 
futuristic related sports. That's fine, but you play that one too. Okay. Because that one was so good. And then you could just add monsters to that. Yeah. They're all monsters anyway. (laughs) And (laughs) default go-to names, not anymore. I try to select names that I think will be funny within the context of the game, and it changes all the time. Love the idea of using Buffy characters from Bob. Can't believe I've never done that. And favorite and least favorite controller. My favorite is the 360. Great triggered, solid analogs. Too bad the D-pad was garbage. But fortunately, that wasn't used for anything critical. Though the N64 controller is much maligned, I actually didn't have any problem with it. The GameCube controller is my least favorite. It was too small. The tiny D-pad was hard to use consistently. The triggers were thick and mushy. And what was up with that yellow stick that wasn't quite a thumbstick? (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going to be on those new 3DSs. Uh, I hated it. I just got the Destiny Bundle PS4, so we'll see where the PS4 controller stacks up once I'm used to it. And again, guys, thank you so much for for your answers. Yes. It's awesome. We're going to throw a couple more questions out there. Indeed. And, uh, and get the community love going. And if you're looking for uh, where you can find the Talking Games forums, the website is talkingcomics.freeforums.net. And, uh, or if you just go to talkingcomicbooks.com and look in the upper tabs, you'll find forum. And then there is a thread for everything related to this podcast and other game-related brouhaha happening over in our community our lovely community of of really super amazing people we just got done uh recording the 150th podcast of talking comics just last night we did it live and had a whole bunch of listeners and contributors and everything onto the show and it was absolutely spectacular but i mean one of the things was the very idea that we were even able to do that that we got to 150 shows. People actually gave a shit and people mm-hmm. love the show and they tell us that they, you know, my Wednesday doesn't start or my Thursday doesn't get good until I have your show and stuff like that. Like that is such an amazing thing to hear. Yeah, it's I cool. never get tired of that. Yeah. At all. You know, people talking to us sometimes and like they're nervous and you know, like, oh, I can't believe I'm talking to you. It'd be like, it's... I'm nervous talking to other people. I you know, kidding right? me? <laughs> I feel like I have to like be on and I'm like, no, uh, no, 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 especially if you catch us while we're playing games. We're just, you know, we're just us. We're always us. I need to start playing more online games. Yeah. I need to start doing that a bit more. I'm trying to break out of my shell. You're doing a good job. It's funny because this is supposed to be, this has been called your year of growth. (laughs) It's my year of growth. It's also going to be the year of like non, like no productivity because you're now oh, you're now deeply enclenched in in uh, Diablo and Destiny. Yeah, I have been reading the same book for a month now, which if you know me is just unconscionable. That's like fantastic. I I normally have like three books on the go. I can knock a book out in like three days, and I have been reading the same book for a month because I just I have not had the time to do anything but Diablo or Destiny or Rogue Legacy or yeah, nice. so killing me. I feel like I feel my brain cells dying. By no, the no. <laughs> if anything, the the games yeah. they keep you snappy. Good. But you tell me that in like thirty years when I got dementia. I'll You'll do be like, it. Come on, turn your PlayStation you on. You'll, you be fine. Have, You'll be fine. <laughs> to this day, my mother still plays Brain Age. I the, love Brain Age. DS. I grabbed that nice. from my DS. The I love that game. She plays that every day, oh, oh, and oh. she has for 
over two years. That's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. mm-hmm. That's yep. fantastic. Yep. So um, before we get out of here and do some pimpage, I'm actually going to answer the questions oh, that yes. you guys Oh, we have to uh, ask our other questions. Yes. We have some new ones, yes. too. We do. All right. So question one was from Justin and, you know, gaming industry, what could you change? I'm going to also jump in on the gaming community. Um, the gaming community right now is an extraordinarily toxic place. Uh, I don't want to go too into it. It just, it seems like things are only getting worse and there is an upheaval against the fairer sex. Uh, It's always existed, but it seems to be just leaking into, you know, other avenues and other forms of entertainment. And it is not cool. So just a blanket statement from me. If you're one of those people that creates those problems or has that bias, don't. I don't like you. So exactly. And, you know, to be perfectly fair, not just in gaming, in life in yes. general, get over yourself. Right. That's all I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> but if I could change something else, I would change. I, I want a. I, it's starting to happen, but I want to see it go full bore. I want a return to couch co-op. Yes. I really oh, please. Yes. Yeah. I really agree with the idea of making more games like Towerfall yes. where you're all in the room. We're all yelling at each other. We're all playing. And yep. I playing Diablo on the PS4 with my friend and just sitting in the room and, you know, two controllers yeah. and just hacking away and building characters together. It's fantastic. I said that when, when we played the Destiny beta that came out. Yeah. And I was texting with Justin. I was like, all right, what do I do now? And he'd text me, all right, do this. All right, now what? And at one point I texted him and said, can I please just drive to your house and like we can just sit and play it? And he's like, actually, no, you can't. You can't come to my house and play a game with me. You need to stay in your own living room and I'll play a game with you there. <laughs> and it just seems weird to me. That's one of the big reasons I've never been big into the online multiplayer. Right. Because like my friend lives five minutes around the corner. Why can't I just come sit on your couch and play? Mm-hmm. You know? See, now, I, I mean, I like online multiplayer and I mm-hmm. absolutely love, love, love split screen or, you know. Oh, yeah. Or like couch multiplayer, like you're saying. Mm. Um, But... I can't sit in a room and watch someone else just play a video game. I can't either. For the life of me, I can't just sit there and watch. You know why? Because I get I get so anal, yep. and I'll yep. and I'll pick, watch them do something. Pick it up. Well, no, not even that. Like I'll watch them go into corners and be like, "Oh, well, maybe it's that candlestick," and you could tell that candlestick is obviously not right. Used it's a part of the background. Oh. So I, I don't know. I, I just can't watch people play games. So, yeah, but I totally prefer sitting and playing like Diablo, uh, Adventures of Cookie and Cream. There are so many. Oh, Baldur's Gate. I love that game. Uh, tons, 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 tons. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah, good pick. Indeed. So uh, what is a, uh, one genre of gaming or what's the genre of gaming that I can't get into? I can't for the life of me get into Dancing Sims. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's okay. I've played <laughs> I've played one one time. I was away in Pennsylvania and I played Dance Dance Revolution. Uh-huh. It was a horror show. And I can dance. I can hmm. dance. You'll see. At Bobby's wedding, I'll be cutting plenty of rugs. <laughs> and uh just I it was embarrassing. 
So I'm going to go with uh, with Dancing Sims. Question three was when you create a character, are you able to, what do you name that character? Do you have a default? Um, for a long time, my default character name, if I if it didn't have to be online, was Lazarus. Uh-huh. Um, but usually I go with, uh, I bounce around a lot of um, like fictional and uh, mythological names. Uh, I usually hit uh, Pandora. Arthur is another one. Aurora, um, Alphaba, who is the, the Wicked Witch of yeah. the West. I used Artemis for one of my Skyrim yeah. run-throughs. Yeah. Like, I go through, like, the Grimm's fairy tales, and I, I choose names from there. Or I have, in my house, I have the, like, the name books, the Encyclopedia of Demonology and the Encyclopedia of Angelology. So if I ever need a name, you just open up those books. <laughs> and I mean, pick there's one. thousands cool. that you can pick from. And I try to think of who that character is and then look in the back index and try to find words that associate with that style of play. And then I'll uh-huh. go to those and I'll, I'll find names there. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so that's really cool. And then, um, what is your favorite and least favorite console controller? Uh, least favorite. I mean, everybody knows that it's the Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I never really played it enough to be so like, I got pretty good at it. Just uh, well, yeah. I it's just kind of. I remember dealing one. with the the four this I guess the four C buttons. <laughs> the C buttons. I thought so that annoying. was ludicrous. Yeah, they like, were I thought so that was annoying. ludicrous when people were playing. Um, like Mario trying to change the camera angles and oh everything God. with those. Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah. Um, N sixty four was definitely bad. But my, the other controller that I never liked was the original Xbox controller. Everything about the original Xbox, I was never fond of. I thought that thing was just the ugly. big, the Duke, yeah, the big one. That's yeah, what the I said. Giant brick thing, uh-huh. and all around, too smooth, too big, too stretched. All, all the all all the things. Uh, I just did not. I did not care for it. Okay. So, those are my answers. But I have a question. Shoot. My question is this: If you could create a video game crossover event one giant epic game involving two of your favorite titles or just two titles or two characters that you'd like to see appear in a video game what would that video game be uh mine's simple it's in the vein of uh capcom Mm -hmm. versus marvel i want like a marvel dc game oh just like that that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think oh. of that. That's a good one. Yeah, because I can't play that a game enough. Marvel vs. Capcom three is in my console. I'd say like forty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and to have a you know Marvel and DC characters and a huge huge roster, I think that would make both companies absolutely. Like insane amounts of money. money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they'll never get together and agree on anything. So, oh, mine it's like is... the black and white cookie, mm. still separated. <laughs> <laughs> mine is not as well thought out. Okay. Now I'm now I'm a little embarrassed to say it because you know Rob's like went he threw big. he threw it down. He went big. And what do you got, Jackie? <laughs> I would like to see uh, Ezio Auditore leading a young, exasperated Saki Ellie from Last of Us around a zombie-infested Venice. <laughs> all right that would be how crazy. Oh, no, no, that's good that's all right <laughs> that could be a dlc i could just imagine how annoyed she would get with his womanizing and and oh, really you're gonna jump be... off the top of the building i'm down here you're up there what the fuck man <laughs> i'd love to see it <laughs> that should be a web comic that should be a web comic 
That's yep. awesome. That'd be fun. That's a good one. Oh, uh-huh. Thank you. Sell yourself thank short. You. That was decent. <laughs> um, now I feel like mine is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to see Silent Hill and Resident Evil come together oh. in one glorious mess of horror Seems and Seems like a natural match. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They could definitely intertwine and those did, stories. What did you call it before? Resident oh, that, Hill? That's the <laughs> easiest name to... Come on. Exactly. As long as it was well written. Even though that, that sounds like an old age home. <laughs> silent <Like>. Evils. Yeah. <laughs> silent Come stay at Resident Hill. <laughs> <laughs> resident Silence. Yeah, if they can find an authentic way of doing a story, I think that'd be great. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right, so we want to hear everyone else answer these questions, right? Yeah, do you guys did you guys oh, come that up one, with questions yeah. for No, this I week? do have one. You do. Mine's a more sentimental type one. Okay. Uh what is the first video game that you remember that you had to like save your own money uh, yes. up to get and like have to be driven to the store or, you know, you had to walk to the store to go purchase it yourself? Cool. All right. I have mine. Yeah, yes. go ahead. Okay. So w- the one that I can remember is it was uh, Long Island, Lake Grove, and we were at Toys R Us. And I, you know how like when you're when you're a little kid, time seems to stretch. Yeah. And it feels like things last forever. Going to your grandparents' house used to take like, it was excruciating. You were just like, <laughs> oh my God, this is never going to end and I don't even want to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then as an adult, you go to see your grandma and it's like 10 to 15 minutes away. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? There's an explanation for that, but this is not a science show. Um, I must have been standing around for what was the equivalent of a child's hour deciding on which game to get because it was a big deal to get a Nintendo game because you only got one for a while and it needed to be the right one. Oh, yeah. So it took me about an hour and I finally landed on Ninja Gaiden from Tecmo and oh my God, did I pick the right game. That game is amazing. <laughs> it's hard as that's hell, good. but so, it's so, so good. That's good because not many people's first times are, they're happy about. So you can be proud of yours. Yeah. Well, I used right? I used like holiday money or whatever I had uh, change. I used to always you know keep my <laughs> right, change in right. my room and stuff. So I bought that. Cool. Um, and then the other, I think, other games that I can remember was like stuff for like the Sega CD. Right. Um, but that'll be for another podcast. <laughs> well, mine is kind of mine's vaguely the answer to that question but my i was um growing up i was never allowed to play video games never had any video games i didn't even have a tv in my room (laughs) kind of a fairly victorian upbringing um so when i hit 18 i decided i saved up some money i'd had like a couple of part-time jobs i saved up some money and i was going on a family vacation to andorra and for anyone that doesn't know Andorra, the small country between Spain and France, right up there in the Pyrenees, it's like 30 square miles. It's tiny. <laughs> and this will age me. But at, when I was 18, the PlayStation came out and I decided, you know, my mom and dad had kind of said, well, yeah, if you want to get it, you can, but you've got to spend your own money. So I saved up all of my money. And when we went to France, or, you know, popped across the border into Andorra, it's kind of a duty free country it was a lot so I paid a lot less money for this PlayStation than I would have done and got it home and was in love with it from the very first time I turned it on I had to get like a whole new cord for it because it wasn't the same plug because it was French and not English (laughs) what was your first game for the PlayStation um I'm trying to think I'm not sure it came with Crash Bandicoot I'm pretty sure it was Crash yeah yeah I'm pretty sure it was or, or Spyro maybe all right I had Crash Bandicoot and um 
think it was Batman Forever, right. the arcade game. Right. Oh wow. Yeah, dude. I played that in California as a as a kid in the arcade and just coughed up quarters for that game. <laughs> and that I heard that it was coming out on the PlayStation. That's what made me get a PlayStation. Right. right. Awesome. Uh, all right. So Rob, did you actually answer that question yourself? No, no. But mine I had my original NES and I used to keep a big quarter jar and whenever that would get full uh i remember the first time i filled it up went and rolled everything brought it to the bank and i got taken to a modell's exactly yeah and they had just started selling nes games and my first one that i picked myself was castlevania oh it's always a castlevania theme with me but yeah, no so that Models sold them. Models used to sell video games. Oh yeah, yep. Remember that's service? where that's where my mom got my system for me when when wow. it was released. Do you remember service merchandise? Oh God, that's where it used to come out on the conveyor belt. Yeah, <laughs> f yeah. You had to get that giant book. It was like a telephone book of that. all the things they had in there, and it just came out of some <laughs> warehouse. It was so weird. That sounds like Argos in England. Uh-huh. You like you open up a massive catalog in the store, and you yeah. like get a little slip of paper, and there's these tiny little pencils, and you write like the number on, and you go hand it what? over and pay for it, and then you yeah. see them at the back like getting all the stuff out, yeah. and you just pick it up. Well, when I bought Ninja Gaiden, this was one of the things I was telling Rob in back in the in back in the day back in my day when you went to <laughs> Toys R Us there was they had tickets up on the wall see uh-huh. and you had to take the tickets off of the wall right. and give it to the cashier the cashier would then call behind this like shady ass booth <laughs> in the back and right. because they did things that way there wasn't like you didn't just pay for it at the counter and walk out you had to pay for it at the counter and then go and wait it was like a waiting room Right. To get your stuff, and it had everything back there from wow. bicycles to play sets <laughs> for the kids to video games, and it didn't matter what you were getting if it was easy or difficult, you just had to stand there and wait. Wow, but yeah, those tickets, and then you would see like you would already you're coming, like you know, your parents drive you to, to Toys R Us, and you're running for the game aisle, and you're, like, and you're running down. <laughs> And you could see the game in the distance that you want, and oh. you could already see that there are no damn tags inside of the sleeve. I mean, th- <laughs> those aisles were huge. The they ticket were. aisle, and they, it would have the box art and mm-hmm. the back of the box art and just the little slip for the tickets. Yeah. And it would be, you know, it, it was a very, very long aisle, and I would, uh, I would love to just sit there and stare at the wall, all mm-hmm. the different games. Mm-hmm. You know, because gaming magazines were just starting to come to fruition. Yeah. So you didn't really know what was coming out. Right. You would just go in once a week, maybe, and look at the wall and be like, oh, my God, what's this? Yeah. Oh, man. That was great. People would take tickets from other games and stuff them into other (laughs) Oh, I would definitely hide tickets. I would hide tickets if I knew I was coming back in a couple of days. But that really doesn't do much because... They would do inventory Man. and just put more tickets out there. I'm so. having like crazy flashbacks right now. <laughs> uh huh. I remember I got Toe Jam and Earl and uh, Decap Attack from Toys R Us as well. And uh, God, I could see it in my head. Like I remember the tickets. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so cool. Wow. So All right. just to yeah, recap your question qu- yeah, just so quick, Rob. Video game crossover. Take two titles or two characters and blend them into one game. And tweet us your uh, your answers at, at talking underscore games on Twitter. You can send us an email at podcast um, at talkingcomicbooks.com. 
Or, you, like we said before, go to TalkingComicBooks.com and look for the forums tab and enter into the forums. Um, you know, make yourself a profile and whatnot. It's free. And uh, you can check out the Talking Games threads and give us your answers. Cool. I, I, have, I have my question. Go ahead. I didn't do oh. my question. It's, it's kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've all seen movie adaptations of video games, mm-hmm. right, with varying degrees of success i'm listening and we've seen uh the other way around we've seen really bad game on the whole bad game tie-ins to movie franchises okay right so my question would be if you could do it well and do it properly what movie character would you like to see in a video game falcor simulator oh god never-ending story Yep. It would be like Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, yes. That's your game. That's exactly what it would be. No one else needs to answer. That's exactly I was I was I was originally kidding. I am dead serious. Falcor simulator. Cool. There you go. Nice. Rob, any ideas? Goodness gracious. See, that's a thinking man one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Take you know. Do we wanna tell us next week? Do you yeah. want to go to yeah. next week? I'm going to sit on that one. Give us a thought. All and right. like the caveat is again, like there are there is such a thing as a video game from a movie, but I want to hear like if you could do it well, like a good idea for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Thinking of titles for this week's episode: <laughs> Falcor Simulators and Dick Physics. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, we're going to get out of here, you guys. Uh, if you want to reach us, our personal. Uh, ways you can get in touch with us online, social media, and whatnot. On Twitter, my uh, Twitter handle is at dead underscore anchorus. Janky, uh, janky, <laughs> janky, <laughs> Jackie, what is your stuff? Janky justice. You're going everywhere tonight. Yeah. Dude, I am so tired. I'm so right. tired. Mine is at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I Turner. And I am at dusk1020. And Mr. Justin is at Jaroke on the Twitter sphere. Uh, like we said earlier, at talking underscore games is the Twitter handle. If you want to email us, it's podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Check out the Talking Comics podcast. We are at Talking Comics on Twitter. Like I mentioned earlier, 150th live show just happened. It was spectacular. So go and check that out. Uh, it is available for your listening pleasure. Then we have the Misfits. They are at the underscore Misfits, hosted by Stephanie Cook, Mara Wood, and Melissa Megan. We also have the Valiant podcast, which is Talking Valiant. They are at the Talking Valiant on Twitter. And Movies Talking, at Movies Talking on Twitter, which is Talking Movies uh, with Brian Verderosa and his friend Ali. All right. I think that's it. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, don't forget, answer the questions, uh, review us on iTunes, let us know if you like the show, comment in the forums and just tell us, you know, what do you want us to talk about? What do you what do you want from us? What do you, what do you <laughs> want from the And just remember, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> we could be disagreeable, but be <laughs> respectful. Be nice. Be nice be to nice. each other. Be yes. nice. Okay, it's cookie time. It is cookie time. <laughs> uh, we're going to get out of here. We're sorry, but your princess, she's in another castle and she's eating cookies and she's going to become the fat princess from that game. (laughs) See you guys next week. (laughs) 